Steven and Larry and we're talking Swish. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Talking Swish. I am Steven Dykeman, accompanied by podcast partner here, Dewey Vu. Larry Fields taking another week off. We're not sure exactly when he'll be back. He's been dealing with some stuff, but mm-hmm. this week just gonna be the two of us and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Dewey, how are you doing, man? I'm doing really good. Uh, I had a uh, eventful weekend to say the least. Um, yes. And then getting ready for another really packed weekend. So it's been pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, I think today we'll be talking about kind of what happened this weekend, what we're looking for, but then we're also going to be touching on the new Unfinity set and some of the impacts that it might be having on Legacy and Vintage. Okay. So very cool. So yeah, why don't we start off with you? Uh, how was your weekend? What did you do? Good, man. Uh, so Saturday, I went to a friend, a very good friend of mine uh, from high school's wedding. Uh, his name's Zach. Funny enough, got a lot of Zachs in my <laughs> life. Um, but anyway, uh, my buddy Zach from high school, one of my best friends. Uh, and it was honestly really cool because I hadn't seen a lot of these these friends of mine in over five years since wow. like well before the pandemic happened. Um, so it was cool catching up with them. We joked around that it was kind of like a high school reunion a little bit, and it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, they were like, but anyway, it's kind of wild. Like a lot of these really good friends of mine are off like living in New York and Chicago, and it was cool to just kind of hear what they're doing. Um, just kind of see, you know, a lot of people have, have grown up a lot. and You know, it, it was really neat, though. It was neat seeing those people. You know, they were a lot of them were huge, really huge components of my life for a long time, and you kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when you, you know, you run into these people, you're like, man, like, you know, just like comes hung, out, hung out with those people for such a long amount of time. And it's like, man, it's hard to believe it's been that long since I've seen some of them and communicated with them. And I want to try and do a better job of, of, uh, I, I would like to hang out with some of them more. Mm-hmm. Don't always do the best job of balancing the whole, the whole magic aspect. And then, you know, non, non magic aspect of life. And yeah, I'd definitely like to see some of these people a little more because I, Really, if like I said, I, I had not talked or seen to them, or had not talked to or seen them in just years. So yeah. that was really cool. I really, really enjoyed seeing them, and it seems like a lot of them are doing really well with life. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and you know, I'm really happy for my buddy Zach. Really great guy. One of the nicest dudes uh, I've ever met, honestly. So it's really great to see that he's happy and and doing well. I was grateful for that. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. It's like Max was talking about that on the interview um, where he was talking about how like now he gets to have much more balance in his life when it comes to like going to events and playing magic yep. and life itself. So yep. um, I find that it's always the most important thing is just finding a good balance and whether that's work life or hobbies and life. Um, like for right now, I try to do that too, where like yep. I will only do like one big weekend uh, a month where I'll travel. I'll I can do yeah exactly where it's gonna eat up my whole weekend. But like right. I I'm, I'll allow myself to do a couple smaller events that are like half day or day trips. But like yeah. when every weekend just becomes a big grind and you're traveling constantly, it burns you out so quick, and then you lose touch with people. So you do, you do, and that you know that was a lot of it for me. That's a lot of the reason that I lost touch with so many of these people is I just got so deep into like grinding magic and stuff, mm-hmm. which 
I don't necessarily regret that, but those are some of the consequences of doing yeah. that. You know? And I know that, um, you know, a lot of pro magic players, you know, t when they talk about, you know, what would you have done differently or would you recommend being a pro magic player to other people? Or, in, you know, in my case, it'd be more of a grinder. It was like a semi-pro for a second. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of them say no. No, I would not recommend it because, yeah. you know, it, it, it does cost you a lot of things. Um, so you really, you know, it's, it's a massive commitment and a massive dedication. Um, but anyway, it was awesome seeing those people. And then after, after the wedding, I went and hung out with you guys for a while at Zach Bly's house. He had a cube cube night. Oh yeah. I love his cube, man. I absolutely Dude, love his cube. Yeah. I'm glad I'm he and I, he and I made some edits mm -hmm. uh, a week or two ago. And we kind of we we took the original legacy cube and we're kind of just doing some of our own stuff with it. And there's yeah. some really cool stuff going on in there. Um, the mono black, like there's a zombie theme in mono black, which I mm -hmm. think is really sweet. Um, so if you want to go like a mono black aggro deck, you have like zombie synergies, which is really cool. Um, I built a soul herder deck um, this weekend uh, when I got there, which is not typically in the legacy cube. Soul herder isn't, but my god, that card is fun. And it's very, very like worthy of being in a cube. You can like build around it, do a lot of value based plays with it. Mm -hmm. It's a fun one. Yeah, I'm actually uh, really surprised that it's not in more cubes. So I am too. It's a really, really awesome card. And funny enough, actually, Aspiring Spike has been uh, his his like most recent nonsense deck that he's been playing in modern is a, a Soul Herder Collected Company deck that he's been doing quite well with. I guess. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's like he said he was like twenty three and five or something. Like, Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's doing really, really well with it. But yeah, it looked awesome. It's like, uh, so it's like Soul Herder Collected Company, and then it's got the Time Warp Eternal Witness combo. So obviously, Soul Herder just flickers Eternal Witness, and you take infinite turns. Yeah, um, it's like one thing the deck can do, but it also is just a really good value pile on top of that. Um, it looked really awesome. Um, definitely, definitely a cool deck. Um, but uh, yeah, we we did the cube. The cube was a lot of fun. And then after that, on Sunday, I actually had a teammate James Johnston come over at 9 a.m. And we played Civ until about 9 p.m. <laughs> uh, so we just played Civilization VI for about 12 hours together. And that was a lot of fun. Um, always good to see James. Um, and, and yeah, with, with us both being qualified right now for the, uh, for the, the RCQ in Atlanta, or regionals in mm -hmm. Atlanta, um, hopefully get more opportunities to have some Civ weekends together that we were talking about. So that'll be, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, man, we'll talk, talk a little bit about your weekend. You came oh so close to joining us. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so I got to play, um, at the legends sports and games. Um, yeah. In Grand Rapids area. We, um, they had a pioneer RCQ, um, it was a little bit smaller, and as we're seeing with more and more of these RCQs, as there's so many of them that people can go to, um, sometimes you're only seeing like 20-person RCQs, 30-person RCQs. I think there was even one this weekend that was just a 12-person RCQ. I heard about that. Yep, yeah. that was the one that, uh, God, I forget I forget the streamer's name. Really popular streamer. Uh, Doomwake. Wasn't Doomwake Doom there? Wake. Was and he, yep. and he and he got like 11th or something like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really just goes to show, man. I mean, like, people talk about how these are 
easy. They're not easy. They're not. They're I not mean, easy. it does not matter how good you are. Sometimes you're going to have bad events. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, these, these are not easy. I mean, no. even if they're small, you know, if you assume that everybody has an even chance of winning, which obviously is not 100% accurate because they're typically better and worse players in the room. But assuming mm -hmm. everyone had an even chance, even if there are only 12 players in the room, that's like less than a 10% chance you win, right? If yeah. we're all even. Now, obviously it isn't, but there's probably a player in the room who's about equal to you, if not better, at all of these. Maybe not all of them, but, you know, a lot of them, you're going to be battling players who are very good because yeah. just the nature of this is, you know, a lot of a lot of players are not going to qualify. That's just how it works. There are only so many, and, you know, some good players will get left in the dust. Oh, yes. Plus, you know, there will always be more seasons and yeah, all that, but... This is how it's it works. And like, like the RIW one that I went to, I mean, that, that room was absolutely stacked with the amount of Pro Tour competitors, yep. SCG or Grand Prix top eighters, like just really well known. And I don't think this weekend was too much different. It was not as nope. stacked, but numerous people that have top eight at SCGs, NRGs, oh, yeah. been on the Pro Tour. Um, that so top like, eight was stacked. Yeah. Top so. eight was totally stacked. We had uh, Andrew Wolfice was in mm -hmm. top eight with you. You were in top eight. Zach Allen was in top eight. Uh, a buddy of mine, Logan Bunner, who, uh, you know, is a, a big follower of our stream and a, a longtime friend of mine was yep. in top eight. He's a very good player. Um, yeah, just tons of very good players. Cameron Lamont mm -hmm. was, I believe, in that top eight, right? Sure he, was. He's been top eighting a lot. And I've been telling people for a while, I think he's really good. It's just a matter of time before he breaks through. I always Absolutely. really enjoy playing against him. He gives me really good games. Yeah. At Monday Night Modern, you just tell, you just, you just tell that somebody just like, they get it, you know. They just mm -hmm. play the game well, and Cameron, I think, is one of those guys. So I'm, I'm really excited to to watch him keep keep doing well. And it's, yeah, like it's fun. fun. Michigan as a whole is just stacked with players, man. Like it's really good players. Actually, nuts. <laughs> like most people probably have no idea who the hell I'm talking about yeah. when I mention Logan Bunner and Cameron Lamont. Uh, but they are both very good players, even though they might not be mainstay names as of mm -hmm. now. Uh, but they're very good and you know this is just and we had obviously jason reed just took one down he's a very mm -hmm. good player and a lot of people might not recognize that name either if they're not a michigan player but yeah yeah michigan is insane michigan has so many good magic players it is ridiculous yeah um there are no easy events in michigan um, no I, I don't sure. i don't think so like there's like multiple rcqs i can go to soon and i'm gonna go to all of them that i can right because they're like within one hour of me or less it's sweet yeah and I just expect every single one of them to be packed, but um, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be brutal. Yeah. So, but as far as the legends one, yeah, it was funny. I actually thought I was dead <laughs> for top eight because uh, I won, and then I like lost, lost. I was like one two already. Uh, so I was like, but I knew that uh, I did the quick math, and there was gonna be two people that were three two with the best breakers. Um, we're gonna get in, and so um, I was like, I'm gonna play this out because I have like. The only people I've lost to are the people that are still undefeated. Like they're they're just crushing it. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, let's or you know more. Or less. I think yeah, one was undefeated, and the other one was uh, I was uh, only had one loss. So they were both doing well. So I'm gonna keep playing. Um, so I came down to the very last match, and I got in on like point seven on breakers in order to hold. <laughs> so that was nice. Uh, I was on Mono Green, of course. I'm a big fan of yeah. the deck. I modified it to uh, accommodate for the format. I do think it's in a pretty awkward spot right now because uh -uh. Boros Aggro is so, so strong against it. And yeah. then the Mono Blue Spirits is also just 
wrecking it. And you don't even have like a great matchup against the uh, Murktide, uh, not the Murktide, but the Phoenix, Phoenix deck. Um, it's yep. like 50-50 and I probably, depending on how they build it, it's on the, to their favor too. So like That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it's really interesting though. Mono Green does keep top eighting most events I watch. So mm -hmm. like, even though it's not even in that great of a position, it does continue to put up some some number of results and some of that might be popularity a lot of people it is. still play the deck because it's mm -hmm. just so powerful yeah um it also does, that, but it does have like a pretty decent matchup against like the black red decks because you can just overwhelm does. them it does yeah. um so like against the rest of the field it does well like any mid-range game i'm just going to overwhelm yeah. you so yep and against um, control it's usually pretty close to right pretty close yeah. to good very very close um i think i have a better shot against the blue white version i've had a pretty strong yep. record against them esper that makes sense esper has vanishing verse which mm -hmm. is a really clean answer to cavalier it's true uh, it's it pretty annoying yep um and blue white kind of doesn't have that no um, not at all yeah unfortunately speaking of the rakdos well it wasn't quite rakdos versus mono green but our buddy chris smith also top aided one of these this weekend yeah. in a similar position you were in actually he started 0-1-1 and was considering just dropping and going home because mm -hmm. Larry also had a rough event. But he decided to stick it out, uh, and he made it into eighth seed on breakers uh, <laughs> and and ended up getting a two-hour top eight match against Mono Green with Jun Food and unfortunately couldn't quite pull it out. But, my God, he only was running on one hour of sleep. Uh, so props to him for not only sticking it out, but obviously making that top eight and then – surviving a, a two-hour brawl mm -hmm. in the top eight um really really cool stuff yeah i um, mean and they i mean that is a slog to drive that far and play magic man yeah they they really larry larry and chris meant business this yep. weekend so good you know good on them um gotta gotta respect the, mm -hmm. the dedication and yeah really really cool that uh, chris was able to to get that top top eight and and get a feature match and you know have have those results under that uh kind of duress if you oh, will yeah. it's really that's tough that's mm -hmm. tough that's typically nice. when i do well at tournaments i get sleep yeah so. i mean that's such a big deal i mean like um <laughs> it's like it's insane like your ability to just process decisions is so yeah. much faster and you can appropriately think through things i mean we're yeah. doing that for this upcoming weekend we're planning it so we can actually get there get sleep yeah. um you know better and that's something i absolutely love if anyone it's just getting into the grind right now. And if you can afford to time-wise to take an extra half day or a day off where you're going to and from an event, but specifically to the event, get there early. If it's in a new city, you get to check out the city, which is awesome. But then you can go to sleep at yep. a decent time and then wake up and go do the event. Because often... If it's within a reasonable drive, what we're finding ourselves do is we'll just, you know, go the day of, which isn't bad. But when you start stretching it, like like a two, three hour drive in the morning is not terrible. But when it's like a four or five drive hour in the morning, it becomes a whole lot harder because you're running on significantly less sleep and you've really been awake for like five hours. You get there and you've got to immediately try to get into that mindset. If you can get there early, enjoy yourself, get proper sleep, you're going to just perform so much better. Yep. Um. But to uh, finish up, I guess, on the, the, the Legends thing, yeah, I got second place. Uh, I managed to beat uh, Esper Control in the corners. Uh, super close match. Black yeah. Red in um, semis. Also super close match. Both of those went to game three. 
Um, and then I went against Phoenix in um, the finals, and it wasn't close. He murdered me, like absolutely okay. murdered me. <laughs> he, had, he had complete yeah. control of both games. I, I was trying to play around the fact that he had like double shredders in game one and was just dominating me with that little chump, chumps in and then uh, stopping me from doing my doing. And then he just took turns and just murdered me. And then game yep. two, he just said, counter this, counter this, uh, return that to your hand, smash, 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 and I'm dead. I'm like, cool, cool, yep. cool, cool. Yep, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, unfortunate, but, you know, really good weekend for you. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll do well the next one, too. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, speak, good. Speaking close. of the next one, do you want to jump into this upcoming weekend, or you want to talk a little bit about the Unfinity next? Uh, yeah, why don't we, let's, let's get the Unfinity out of the way. Okay. Let's get the Unfinity out of the way. Yeah. So for anyone that's not familiar with that, there is a new unset coming out. It was prior announced for releasing in April of this year, but they did push it back. Um, and it's going to be releasing this October now on the 7th. Um, this is going to be similar to the other one where it's going to be a mix of cards that are only, uh, on cards and not usable in any other format or other than casual stuff. But then also it's going to be mixing in cards that can be used in eternal formats, which are vintage legacy and commander. Um, and if anyone's familiar there or not familiar with that, I guess, um, if there is an acorn, that means it's an unset only and for casual play only. If it doesn't, then it will be. And there's an interesting thing with this. They released, it's 254 new cards. And then they stated there's going to be a new play object. That new play object is 48 sticker cards. Um, okay. And so to kind of understand this, because I was reading it a little bit to try to better understand it. It's kind of akin to, you know, um, Perpetual in yeah. Alchemy um, yeah. and Historic. It's kind of like that. So things will be able to give, be given stickers and okay. they, they will kind of stick around kind of, sort of. Sometimes they will make, there's things that can make it lose it, um, but otherwise it can animate it. Um, for game purposes, the stickers will work similarly to counters. For instance, putting a flying sticker on a creature will give it flying. Uh, however, unlike counter, stickers will remain attached to the permanent when it moves to exile or the graveyard, although it will fall off the card if it goes to a hidden zone. So that's the hand or library. And it's going to operate very similar to the perpetual magic in that way, but not just like perpetual, because obviously perpetual can uh, affect cards in hidden areas too. Um, and then it says, as this is an unstat, this is with the stickers. Um, so yeah, if that's an acorn, like this is one that has the acorn, it's called Animate Object, uh, four colorless, one blue, you get seven stickers, choose an inanimate object you own from outside the game, put a power and toughness sticker on it, you may also put a name sticker, an art sticker, and or an ability sticker on it, put it onto the battlefield as a creature. What a wild card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, they get to just do some kind of wacky stuff with this. Um, I'm absolutely loving the art. I always really do enjoy the art of unsets. Um, yeah. And, yes, uh, the the stickers uh, can be played for free, while others, mainly ability or power toughness stickers, may require you to pay the new source called resource called tickets. Um, tickets work like college's energy. Once generated, they won't they don't dissipate until they're spent. And for example, putting the shadow ability on a permit will require you pay three stickers from the Urza's Dark Cannonball card. 
Uh, I see. While adding an Urza's to the name would be free, though. So. Oh. Yeah, they all have varying costs, which is kind of interesting um, to give them different effects. Um, I want to say I read somewhere that it because it operates like a um, a counter, you can't actually proliferate them once they're on it, too. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of new cards. Um, they said they try to balance it to where most of them won't be relevant in eternal play, but you never know. The crazy things can happen, of course. Yeah. Um, and you know, who never, you never know when kind of like crazy combos you figure out. Uh, I think one of the cool things about this set was the Shockland. So they're going to be releasing, it is going to be coming out in this set and they are absolutely gorgeous. They're full art Shocklands. Um, and the Galaxy Basics were in this one, too. Um, yeah. And these all look absolutely wonderful. They do. I, well, that's it. So I actually, I'm going to be honest. I, there are some of them that I just, I don't personally like that mm -hmm. much. Ones I do like a lot, though. I like Breeding Pool. Breeding yep. Pool looks nice, and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Steam Vents looks really good. I like the Steam And vents. once again, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. It makes sense. And then I love Stomping Ground. This mm -hmm. is like a card I would want to play. Yeah, sure. Like, if I were to pick a stomping ground, this would definitely be the one. This looks really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Hollowed Fountain is pretty good. I like Hollowed Fountain pretty well. Yeah. And then the other ones, like, they aren't as good, but I don't necessarily love them. Just like Godless Shrine, for example. Like, I'm not seeing a shrine anywhere on here. And like, yeah. it, it's still a good picture, but, um, and you get that it's black and white because it's like a solar eclipse, which is cool. Right, but it doesn't uh, but it I, doesn't pull in that effect of a shrine. Yeah, I'm just not seeing that shrine anywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know this is nitpicky, but that's just... It's you know what I actually would have really liked? Overgrown Tomb, you see how it has the, the ship and it's being yeah. overgrown. Imagine that as like a spaceship in the idea of a church. Like, yeah. create that kind of aspect and then give it that eclipsed um, solar effect. That, yeah, I, I think... I, I could see that. For mm -hmm. sure. That would that would be good. Um, but yeah, I the the three I really like are Steam Vents, Breeding Pool, and Stomping Ground. Hollowed Fountain is pretty good. I still think I like the other Hollowed Fountains. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not both the other Hollowed Fountains better, but mm -hmm. I think I do like I like the OG Hollowed Fountain at least one of them a little more than this one. Um, and then the other ones like they're cool, but I think I would stick with the OG arts. Yeah, over these ones personally. I could definitely see um, that. But the basics, I love the basics. The ba all the basics look really sick. Mm -hmm. um, so I like the space ones where it's um, the planets a lot yes. more than the ones that are like the landscape. They're not. I think bad. I do as well. I mm -hmm. think I do as well. Um, yeah. The let's see. Yeah, all the planet ones look really awesome. Yeah. Uh, the for forest looks pretty. Both forests look nice. I mm -hmm. like the landscape forest and the planet forest. Um, landscape mountain looks quite good. Honestly, all the landscape ones look pretty good. Too, they do. They do just, look good. The planet ones, though, yeah. I mean, I really like mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, surprise, surprise, with what I've been playing lately. I, um, mountain I, looks what? absolutely excellent. I have a big critique on the Swaven Island, though. Um, okay. And this is a honestly with a lot of swamps and islands out there. Yeah. If you were to swap those arts and just change the hue of it, 
honestly, that that's my big issues when it comes to a lot of these. Um, yeah. Like, just swap out the hue, the color palette, and boom, you have an island now. Um, where, like, the forest, the mountain, they have, they're really distinct. Um, they are. And they have a good gradient of color, um, which is comes to my issue with the plains. It feels very um, whitewashed or sun. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't actually like the the planet planes yeah. all that much. It, it's fine, mm-hmm. it's fine, but they could have done better with this. I think. Yeah. Oh no, I was talking uh, about the, the landscape. The other four, the other four all look all look better to me. Yeah, I was referring to the landscape ones. Oh, you're referring to the. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, I was referring to the landscape ones. If you look at the swamp of the landscape and the island of the landscape, um, yeah. You know, one's like a little bit darker and the island's a little bit lighter. And then the plains for the landscape, extremely just like sun bleached look to it, which yeah. makes it so I can't really enjoy the art at all. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that for sure. For sure. That makes sense. But yeah. Um, a lot of interesting effects though overall that's coming out with this. Um, most of it, like I said, it's going to be probably pretty fun to draft. Um, if you're into doing these mechanics and having some, you know, it might be a fun thing to like have a cube of. Um, people are kind of excited for a magger of the um, magic strings, which is the one colorless, one black, one red, three three legendary creature Minotaur performer, and for its same mana cost as an ability, one colorless black and red note the name of target instant or sorcery in your graveyard put it into the battlefield face down it's a three three creature and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player you may create a copy of that card with the noted name you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost and if this creature would leave the battlefield exile instead of putting it face down um i I I find it crazy because so this is a legal card i know (laughs) um and it doesn't feel like it would be. <laughs> no. Very um, strange. It's not restricted to a sorcery ability, so you can do that anytime. any uh-huh. So, I don't know. I feel like that might have an effect. Like, being able to put, like, a... Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt, sure, but also, like, an extra turn spell. Oh, God. Right? Like, you can just put an extra turn oh. spell underneath this, and if yeah, they're tapped out and you hit them, boom. <laughs> like, this could just go in a Grixis pile. Um, and you just like mill yourself a little bit, manipulate your deck, throw some stuff in the graveyard, like cards you want to hit, value cards like expressive, or extra turn spells, or anything stupid like that. Unmask, unmask, yeah, rip their hand apart, <laughs> unmask people every turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know, that, that, that's kind of cool. Um, the one that I believed uh, Twitter's kind of been going off about is the far out. Which is the colorless, two colorless and white enchantment. Hold on. This one's not legal though, right? It's, got it's the not. Apron. It's okay. not legal, and they're pretty mad that it's not legal. Okay. So the effect choose... the effect yeah, is ahead. rather than choose the indicated number of modes for all spell for spells or abilities you control, you may choose one or more modes. You can't choose any mode more than once. Okay. They're like, why can't you play that? And uh, in eternal formats. Interesting. Like they were like, it doesn't seem anything egregious, but apparently the rules advisors for um, the set had specifically said that one is not allowed. Interesting. I'm sure it was broken somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not going to complain about cards from the onset not being legal and no, like ever. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm always blown away that these cards are even allowed anyway. Like, I'm, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, like like it's the Megar of the magic strings. I mean, that's such strange wording. Mm -hmm. You don't think a, a card like that probably shouldn't be legal just because it you know it's so much different than everything else. It's funny. Yeah, like, um, but, it, but it's a cool card. For sure. It is. I mean, and maybe they didn't want it to be like that because I mean, like, nobody buys on Glitter Unhinged except for like the lands, right? Like, that's all you care about. Exactly. So, I mean, the basic lands in here are still great. The fact that they're introducing like you know the shocks for you to pick up, I think you know, obviously that makes it worthwhile to pick up and increases the value yeah. for people. So, but yeah, so that's coming coming out. We'll get more and more the, with their retro futuristic setting that they're playing with and um, their crazy new sticker mechanic. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. No. Um, and to shift gears a bit, so we have a really big event coming up this weekend. Uh, we do. We have NRG in Chicagoland, um, and we have the 10K on Saturday, which is going to be modern, and then the 5K on Sunday is going to be Legacy. Yeah. And then if you bomb out of Legacy, you can play the Pioneer RCQ. Yes. So. Um, it is indeed going to be a Pioneer RCQ, probably an incredibly stacked Pioneer RCQ, I would imagine. Probably one of the hardest that anybody will have to play through because I'd imagine a lot of competitors might just say, screw the Legacy event and just decide they're going to play the Pioneer event. And honestly, even with me being at like 25th on the leaderboard or where, I, I don't know exactly, I'm like 25th in the seasonal and like 70th in the or it might be the other way around. It might be 25th in, in the yearly or whatever. I, I don't pay that much attention to that, to be honest. Larry was telling me about it the other night where I was because mm -hmm. I think he was checking out where he was. But uh, if I was not queued, I would probably be playing in a PPTQ instead of yeah. a legacy event because I've talked about this many, many times on the podcast. Um, you know, The Pro Tour is the goal. That, that's what yeah. matters to me mm -hmm. is playing on the Pro Tour more than anything else. Um, I think that... You know, that that is more important to me than anything else in this game. So, uh, you know, I, I would be going for that and would be buy, valuing that higher than uh, a Legacy 5K, certainly. Yep. Um, even if I was, like, really high in the standings, it would be very difficult for me to not go to that kind of um, event just because, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, being, you know, making the Players' Championship is awesome and all that, but you know, the Pro Tour is much more meaningful and I think says a lot more about a player than than a player's championship, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's my opinion. I'm sure some people wouldn't agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the way I think about it. So No, I think uh, I'm right there with you. Obviously, I care more about the Pro Tour than any other circuit. Um, you know, I, might, I think my mindset might be slightly shift if I was really high in the leaderboard. Uh, but also, if you're really, really high in the leaderboard, then you might go, I can give up one 5K exactly or just play it until the rcq starts so you get some points and then just drop like yeah, just entering it gives you a few points anyway right you can yeah. literally pay to enter the event just to get a couple points and mm -hmm. not even play the event yeah you i think anyway. you get one point just for entering it but yeah so like exactly. but it's yeah, gonna be a pretty buy a point exactly. it's gonna be yeah effectively and it was kind of like that with star city for a while too yeah yeah so yeah. uh but yeah pretty excited for this weekend and we're coming in early which i love um so taking a half day off work and heading there and going to get there within a reasonable time frame. I don't know what time yeah. you and uh, everyone else in your car is getting there, but this way we may be able to go out to dinner, check out some sites, 
go some nearby and then probably, you know, hang out and game and finish up uh, all fine tuning our decks. So I love that. Yeah, that is absolutely awesome, man. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, but obviously, uh, I'll be playing in both events, turns mm -hmm. out, because I did get qualified, so I can't play in that um, RPG anyway. So I'm excited to play some Legacy again. Um, I won't be doing a write-up on my Legacy deck much this week, I don't think, just because I don't know that mm -hmm. much about the deck that I'm going to end up probably playing. Uh, I actually am very interested in trying Infect. So after this podcast, we're actually going to do some leagues with Infect. Yep. Because um, I actually had a deck, like, it's, it's not very well. popular, and I think it's, like, a pretty good deck, and it does keep putting up some results on Odo. So uh, it's there, and I think a lot of people have forgotten about it. And funny enough, what got me to think about this is I randomly stumbled upon some past legacy coverage, and I was watching Tom Ross... Uh, to play against uh, Brent and Chenny or Chini or whatever his name was. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, he was playing, uh, in fact, against Delver at the time. And Tom Ross, you know, did the Tom Ross thing and, and won with mm -hmm. Infect. But I was watching this and I was like, man, whatever happened to Infect? Like, it doesn't seem like it has gotten much worse, really. Right. Uh, it kind of just does the Delver thing very similar, but it just kills people faster than Delver, much faster than Delver. Um, the deck can easily win on turn two. There are like multiple iterations of cards that can just kill on two. Um, I guess all of them have to involve Glistener Elf, pretty much. Right. You could, you could in theory, kill with an Ink Moth on turn one if you led Ink Moth and then had like Trip Invigorate. Obviously, not very likely, but possible. Um, but the point here is, I, I think Infect is kind of sweet because it it does the Force of Will Days thing the brainstorm ponder thing mm -hmm. and then just like has a super fast aggressive kill which which i am a fan of i i've really been enjoying playing aggressive strategies lately um i've been doing pretty well with them mm -hmm. and in fact is is obviously very different than like red decks but it's still you know it's a lot of math it's a lot of like picking your spots and setting yourself up and i i look forward to giving it a try i think i think it's um you know, somebody in chat today was saying they thought it was a horrible deck. <laughs> um, they said they play it a lot. So maybe it is. It could be. I could we'll find out here. But I'm excited to try it. I think it'll be a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm doing in Legacy. And then in Modern, um, I think I'm going to go with Prowess again this weekend. It I, makes a I, lot of I, sense. I, I think I have a build I like. Um, I need to figure out like all my, my sideboard configurations and stuff. But the four-color matchup just like feels pretty good with that mm -hmm. deck. Um, I be, I don't actually think I've lost a four color yet with prowess. Now, obviously all my opponents, you know, are, are not all maybe the best pilots or whatever, but mm -hmm. you know, I played against a, a pretty good pilot today on moto, um, a buddy of ours, actually Gavin Bennett. Um, and the only reason he got a game off me was because I forgot that they board chalice now. So he just like stole a game with Chalice in game two and I was an idiot and cut my endings. And then I put my three endings in my deck um, <laughs> and he didn't have Chalice in game three, but I had ending to deal with it had he had Chalice and I just like killed him on turn three. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, the deck's like, it just has these really explosive, it has very explosive potential while also being able to play mid-rangey long games. Mm -hmm. Those are decks that I really enjoy playing. Yeah, it definitely seems um, like it. I got to play it a little bit and... Seems really powerful. Yeah, you said you killed somebody on turn three. As well, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so it was really unfortunate. I, I had a game today where I killed some. I killed a hammer player on turn three. I, I won the die roll. I went turn one Swiss spear. They went turn one turn one sentinel. I go turn two Swiss spear Swiss spear, and then uh, I can't remember what. Oh, they played a Stoneforge Mystic, mm -hmm. and on my turn I lava darted. Was it a lava? It wasn't even a lava dart. It was like a an unholy heat. Or a, no, it was a prismatic ending. I prismatic mm -hmm. ending their sentinel, triggered all the Swiss spears. And then I attacked my opponent. They no blocked, and I went bolt you, mutagenic growth, kill you. Wow. Um, like on turn three, so was really really sick. And then unfortunately the, the DC thing happened in game three when mm -hmm. I was in a really good position. But either way, um, I really really enjoyed the deck. I was very impressed with how it was feeling. Um, and that's that's really what matters when when you're testing a deck. It's just like how does it feel? Does it yep. feel good? And a Bosch was not feeling very good. No. I was three two inconsistently, but like I was having to work really hard for a lot of my wins. It wasn't doing anything like super busted. Um, I felt like I was more at the mercy of my opponent's deck than I would like to be. Mm -hmm. Couldn't quite it, like the deck. The deck's good. It's definitely a good deck. Um, but I think it definitely has some issues, and the Prowess deck has less of those issues. And I think with the addition of Prismatic Ending and then the four copies of Wear Tear in the board, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be way better against Chal not only Chalice decks, but I think the Wear Tears are going to make me immensely better against Amulet Titan, like just yeah. so much better. Um, that's a huge card in that matchup because it blow it kills Dryad, it kills Saga, it kills Ant. Yeah, just doing absolutely everything to make sure they don't get there. Yeah, so it does, and I I really think that the only the only thing I'm I'm kind of thinking about is just if I want some number of Alpine Moon in the sideboard still because it is nice to just have a card that says Saga just can't even be played. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see where I end up with the sideboard. The one of Experimental Frenzy might not actually be necessary, but right. I think. Experimental Frenzy will be really sick against four color in mm -hmm. theory, and maybe against like Jun type decks. Just to uh, because, them out. yeah, yeah. The idea is just like play it, and then all the spells in my deck are like one, zero, or two mana. Mm -hmm. So I can just like play a flurry of spells and just kind of go insane. Uh, is the the hope and the theory at least, which nice. I, I think it'll be good. I really do, but we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Yeah, and um. For me, I'm leaning heavily towards uh, Amulet Titan. There's a new build that I saw. I yep. want to see if I can fit some chalices into the side for that, actually. Um, yep. It's the only consideration I'm going to make to it. Uh, uh -huh. Obviously, it cuts out the packs, but the ability to be able to T-West for that and just throw it into place seems really sweet to me. That's really good. Um, and then, so I'm just going to be tweaking that throughout the rest of this week. Um, in Legacy... I am leaning towards one of the blue variants of 8-cast. There's the standard 8-cast, which I'm heavily considering. Okay. Uh, I'm playing around with the Yorion um, cat combo version. I want to see yep, if I can just... make that version work. Um, Jeremy played it earlier today and didn't have the best record with it, but he also stated that he it was play error that cost him some of those. So Sure. Okay. Um, the last one I'm considering is NZMTG's. Um, he has a Jeskai list with the cat combo. Play okay. is much more like a Jeskai control deck, and then it just happens to have the cat combo in there to just take people out, which is pretty cool. So uh, I'll probably be deciding on that within the next day or two here. 
obviously, because I have awesome. to pack and get ready. But those are the, the decks I'm looking at. Um, I will be releasing... Um, I'll also bring my Pioneer deck in case I want to play something for that. Um, but that will be available. And I'm actually going to be releasing a quick deck guide on it, uh, on my thoughts on the different matchups, how I approach them. And then, you know, you only really have on my build um, between two to four cards in the sideboard that you actually bring in. So okay. I can just talk to people about when I bring them in and what I cut when I do bring those in because it does vary a little bit depending on the matchup, of course. So if you are subscribed sure. to our Patreon, you'll have access to that. I believe it should be out on Thursday. Um, so by the time this podcast is live, it should already be available. Um, worst case scenario, Great. if it has to go through edits, it'll be Friday, but it will be before NRG weekend. And then we'll be releasing a lot of deck guides this week. And um, we know yep. that that was something that people were really asking for. So if there are specific deck guides that you're looking for, let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, join us on our Discord. And we'd be more than happy to start working on something. We've got a lot of talent on our team. And, you know, everyone, even if they're not the ones that wants to write it, they can at least have someone else write it for them. Sometimes they're just not their strength, but they can definitely give us the content that's available. So, yep, awesome. Uh, yep. And I'll be doing a write up myself on the the prowess deck that I was just talking about and why I think I think it will be good, mm -hmm. which I've obviously covered a little bit of that right now. But <clears throat> we'll kind of go more into depth on like how to sideboard and, and things like that. Yeah, and uh, if anyone is curious, we actually have a couple extra pieces of content this week. Uh, James has his new uh, tournament write-ups are available. And then our team judge, Jake Kinswogel, has a new piece as well. So if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's only $1 to subscribe to our Patreon. That's one of the best ways you can support us. You can pay out more, um, and you get more access as a result. Yeah, very, very sweet. And I've started to... Plug that on the stream a little bit as well. I love that. Yeah, wow. Jeremy Jeremy made a nice little screen that I can put up. And yeah, so hopefully the, the connection will go a little better tomorrow and everybody can see more of that. I know it was like kind of kind of hectic a little bit today with the way my internet's been the last couple of days. I don't know. I think the storm definitely had something to do with it that we had this weekend. We had like a really bad storm. Yeah, my guess uh, is that the storm messed with some lines. That's exactly what our buddy Josh was telling me. I messaged mm -hmm. him because he's he and he and Jeff are like the guys that I message now about tech related things. Yeah. Anything tech related, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what should I do? And he told me, I told him, should I call and complain? And he said, you could, but it probably won't help because the and that's exactly what he said. He said line they're messing with lines right now because mm -hmm. a ton of people lost power, I guess. We were actually really lucky and did not lose power, uh, but with them messing with lines, that might be screwing with my my internet. So I will say this: if it's worth the time to, sometimes it's not. It might take you about an hour, but anytime I've lost power now, I actually just use the Xfinity app to message them, to talk to a rep, or to call them, um, let them know about my issues. They set up some tests. Worst case scenario, they actually just give you credits now. Um, if Interesting. Body, so I like. The last time I had my internet out for like two days, they gave me like a fifty dollar credit because of the new. Oh my so, goodness! Well, that that would that um, would kind of make that would you know yeah. Help. So that it, would, it, it works out. So. Make it sting less. Mm -hmm. So it might be worth it just for the little bit of extra time. But uh, if you don't have the app, then you got to give them a call, which some people hate calling them. But just um, I found that it was funny because I know the Comcast reps um, and everything like that. This was like 
I think six years ago, they spent something like half a billion or a billion dollars restructuring their entire customer service um, system because of how poorly it was rated year after year after year. Like I think they are rated um, either the first or the second worst company's customer service of all time. And the other one's another cable company, of course. (laughs) So God. Yeah, they're just awful. But I, I always think it's worth the call. The, uh, most customer service, like, takes care of you pretty well now. Like, I'm subscribed to, like, the Chewy boxes for uh, Winston. So he mm-hmm. can, like, get new toys every month, and I don't have to think about it. And then he gets a bunch of treats as well. And he is a chewer, so he gets the Super Chewer box. Um, and they sent up one for this month, and I will let him try out some new toys like a, once a week. He doesn't get to get all of them. Like, so he'll get one this week and then one next week, so on and so forth, right? So yeah. the one for that I was letting him try this week is a treat dispenser. So you get to open it up, stuff some treats in there, and then they have to like move it around, drop it, and then they get the treats out. Um, okay. It broke apart. The rubber oh, God. just started shredding apart and fell to pieces. And I'm like, hey, every other toy I've gotten from you guys has held up really well what's up with this and they're like we're not sure that shouldn't be happening but here's what we're going to do you can throw that away we'll send you a replacement immediately um it'll be at your house within the next two to three days uh and this is a very durable chewing toy we have tested this we know this one so we're sorry about that you know they try out new product from time to time and or quality control might not have been there but i don't know i feel like i'm hoping it's like a new age for customer service (laughs) But it's awesome, man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about today for the podcast? I don't think so, man. Uh, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. We really appreciate you. And we mentioned the, the patrons. We really appreciate the people that are starting to hop on there. We're starting to get a little bit of a a group of people there. We, we love it. Um, and you know, it's been, been a really exciting year. We're already well, well over my goals for followers on the channel. We just hit Mm -hmm. 614 today. My goal by October, which is in two months from now, was to hit 500, and we're already well past that follower-wise. My goal by October is to also hit 100 subs. We're halfway to that. So, you know, it's been a great year. We're growing a lot, and we really, really appreciate everybody who is involved and helping us do that. Yeah. So I want to do a quick shout-out to our – so we have one silver tier uh, patron, Casey. Thank you so much. We have a bronze tier – um, supporter Zach, um, always a big supporter of the stream, and he does so much for us in the area. Yeah, um, after that, we have a lot of different supporters: Alec, Alex, Brett, Charles, Holden, Jacob, um, and Sean. And so, really appreciate it, guys. This is the easiest way to support us, and we thank it every bit. And it goes right back into the team and the things that we do to produce additional content for you. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, and have a wonderful week. Can't wait to see you guys. Talk to you guys next week. Catch you next time, guys.